Hello, my food mood friends. Happy New Year. Happy first week of 2024. I want to talk today about New Year's resolutions and how the words that I use in my program are measurable goals. Welcome. Here is your hostess and coach, Chandra Zoss, helping people make food and mood changes doable without missing out. Go ahead. High five that like button, subscribe and share while you're there. And so really, I love this time of year to really, there's a heightened amount of people who are thinking about the next year, who are thinking about the future. What do I wanna create? What do I want for myself, for my life, for my kids, for my business, for this next year? And oftentimes we actually don't think about the future. We are often kind of just like, in the grind, living day to day, just kind of getting through. And so it's a great time of year that a lot of us actually really spend some time reflecting and thinking about what do I want for the year ahead? Now, this is actually something that I do at the beginning of each of my clients' relationship in the beginning of my program, where we really talk about what's your measurable goal? So what is your goal? What is it that you're wanting? And sometimes we're wanting like, you know, I just wanna feel better or I want more money or I want, something kind of like a little more vague. And so we really like slice into what is it specifically? And that's why we use the word measurable. What is your measurable? How are we gonna know that you got there? And then that gives us a, a roadmap to actually figure out, okay, well, how are we actually gonna get to that measurable goal? And then often our brains kick up all the reasons we can't do it because our brains, we're they're wired to help us survive and doing something new and unfamiliar that we've never done before is risky. We might feel embarrassed, we might fail. So this is why our brains just kind of default to like doing the same thing we always do, doing the familiar. And coaching, my program and in general, coaching is a lot about thinking about the future and kind of reverse engineering, how do we actually create something new in our life? How do we create a goal that we've never actually accomplished before? How do we actually create, how do we actually get there? And so for this episode, I wanted to dive into and share what are the clients, what are my clients' measurable goals? Where have we started out when we've really spent time diving into their brain, diving into their heart? What is it that you're really wanting? And then we, from there, we create the roadmap of how we're actually going to create it. And that's what we work on in our time together. So I actually just like, without even looking back through my notes, I just went through, okay, well, what are the measurable goals off the top of my head? Each one of these has a very specific client behind them. And in a few of them, there's multiple clients who've had the same goal. Sometimes there's just different versions or different words used, but I want to go through what are the measurable goals that I've, that my clients have come in with. And then what have they created? Oftentimes like there's side effects that are really great that people don't even think about or even bring into our first session that, that start, things start to clear up and, and open up and other cool bonuses happen along the way. So one of the big, one of the, one of the most common measurable goals that I hear is about weight. A lot of, it's not what I advertise, it's not what I particularly work on, but I like to think of weight as a symptom. It's something that like, when we're eating nourishing foods, when we're taking care of our body, our weight goes to its maintained ideal state. So we, so I'll, several of my clients come in at, with at least part of their measurable goal of like, I, wanting, I want my clothes to fit looser, or I want to weigh this specific number. 
and they're really wanting to like have their weight be a measurable goal. And so when we go, so what, what my client, what, what my clients go through is like, okay, well, how do I get myself out of the stress state? So like, how do I deal with whatever's going on internally? And then how do I like focus on nourishing foods? And through this, I've had a number of clients lose anywhere between 30 and 50 pounds in six months. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm in the Dead Sea floating in the water. Go ahead and like and share and follow so we can keep in touch. They're, it's, they're often saying like it feels really effortless. It feels it's not with willpower. It's not with like restriction. It's more with focusing on nourishing foods. And what's really cool is that when, when, when we're focusing on foods that nourish our body and just automatically help our body drop pounds, drop weight, then other symptoms like rashes or lipomas or heartburn or brain fog start to also clear up. And so oftentimes, like a couple months in, I have my clients start to share, oh yeah, I used to have this other thing and I'm noticing that this is clearing up. And I'm like, yeah, when we're nourishing our body, when we're in less stress, our body starts to be able to do its job and starts to go back into a balanced, maintained state. So I, I have a few clients who really want to set a specific number. And I have a number of clients who also just like, they just want to feel more comfortable in their skin. They want to feel that their clothes fit better, that their clothes start to get loose. And it's, it works. That, that is actually what they accomplish. They're like, I've dropped this amount of pounds in this time with you. I've dropped, like my clothes sizes have gone down this amount of clothes sizes. Another reason, another measurable goal is I've had a few clients who've had like some serious diagnoses and they're like, I just don't want to go back to the ER. Like one of my clients had diver has divercute, I always struggle with this word, diver diverticulitis. Wow, I don't know why that word is always so hard for me. And she, she's like, I just want to not go back to the ER. That was like one of the worst experiences of my life and I want, I'm, I'm willing, I'm desperate to do whatever it takes so that I don't have to go back to the ER. So oftentimes people are coming in with like, I just wanna be in a better relationship to my diagnosis. I wanna help my body not go into this really extreme state where our body is like screaming at us of like, this is, I, I'm not well. And that is what I would like to think about is like when we get these diagnoses, when we get these diseases, it's our body really out of balance. And so, what we do is we walk through the we walk through the stress piece. How do we lower stress physiologically in your body so your body can get into a state of healing, rest and digest? How do we get nourishing foods in your body that are actually nourishing your body? Decrease the processed foods that are creating inflammation, creating brain fog, creating disease. And they get to a place where like, oh my gosh, I just, every part of me feels so much better. My diagnosis is not an issue. It's something that I'm easily managing and feeling really empowered with their health. I have a few clients who I've worked with who are CEOs and business owners and they're just like, my biggest thing, my measurable goal is I want to be able to work very focused, very productively at a high level of creativity, a high level of efficiency. I just want my brain to be 100% on. I walk, my, I walk them through the exact same program that I walk all my other clients with the weight, with the diseases, the diagnoses, same program. And where we go is we start managing stress because when we're in a state of stress, 
are, we're in a fight or flight part of our brain and we're not able to use the, the CEO, the parent part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex that's able to think more clear and make better decisions. When we're coming from our primal brain and making fear-based decisions, stress-based decisions, we're not thinking about the bigger picture, we're making choices that stop us from, that, that actually cause us making mistakes, costing us time, costing us energy. Also, when we're living in a state of stress, we are really exhausted. Stress burns us out. So if we're in this, if you in this like, go, go, go from this intense stress place, it fries us. It fries our adrenals. It fries our decision-making. It creates physiological stress. So we actually, it deteriorates our time and our energy. So we do the stress piece. And I'm still talking about the CEO brain who wants high focus, high productivity. Then we do the food piece. And our gut is so connected to our brain that when we are eating nourishing foods, when we're really like really thinking about our gut health and the microbes in our gut and nourishing foods and our gut starts to get better into a more resilient, balanced, healthy place, our brain starts to work a lot better. Our gut is where a lot of our brain fog comes from. It's where a lot of our mental fatigue comes from. It's where a lot of our actual even mood, like the microbes in our gut, depending on what microbes are in there, are gonna create the actual like mood. So like, I like to think about like hippies like to eat a lot of veggies and there's tends to be like a lot of happiness connected to those. Like when we're eating really nourishing foods, our microbes are happy, which makes our brain more happy. And when we're happier and we're cl more clear, we're able to produce at a really high level. There's one particular CEO I'm thinking of who his main focus was focus. He's like, I just want to have a high level of focus. He was using a lot of medications. And I found out a little while in that he also had gout. And when we actually, when he went through the food reset and then a little while later he had some sugar at Easter and he was like, oh my gosh, I'm never eating sugar again. I could, I could feel how I couldn't even read. I was like, felt my focus go so far down because focus was his main thing. He actually like, he didn't plan on coming in saying, I don't, I want to stop eating sugar, but he realized the, the effect on sugar on his focus. And so that became his, like, I, my focus is so important to me that I want to eat foods that really help me focus. So he figured that out in my program of what are the foods that really help him be at a high level of focus. One of the cool symptoms that cleared up for him is he had gout and he, through making these same stress and diet changes, he was able to actually get his gout way more manageable and way to, and to a place where he wasn't in nearly the distress that he was in. It was not our main focus, so it was only like a side topic, but it was like one of the bonuses that cleared up with for him along the course of our measurable goal, getting him from feeling exhausted and, and really struggling to focus and even using like um, Adderall to focus and getting to a place where he was using his self-care and his food in order to get his brain in a really highly focused and productive state. Another measurable goal that I have clients come in with is avoiding burnout. They're like, I have these amazing things I wanna do in my life. I have this business I wanna create. I have this way I wanna to contribute to the earth, I want to the, to the humanity, I have this way that I want to, you know, 
give everything to my kids and also work and also, you know, and, and yet it's really easy to tip over into burnout. And so one, one client I'm thinking of in particular, she's like, I've been burned out several times. I'm a go-getter. I'm always doing, I'm always going. And she's like, but I burned out and I don't want to burn out again. I want to learn how to keep going, keep doing without burnout. And so we worked really specifically. We're actually still working together. She's, she's amazing. I love her so much. And she has learned through like having burnout as her main measurable goal to avoid burnout and get to a place where she's highly productive and yet it's sustainable, which is the opposite of burnout, right? Because we can work and hustle from a place of using stress and really frying ourselves, or we can get into this highly productive state from a place of energy and really prioritizing self-care. It's been a lot of what she and I have like focused on is like, how does she take care of herself to keep getting her energy in a sustainable way to keep creating all of this? She's creating magic in the world. It's really, really beautiful. So avoiding burnout. Now I talked about weight loss. I do also have a few clients who are really wanting to gain weight, where they're kind of feeling undernourished, underweight. They're struggling with really being in their body. They're struggling with having an appetite. They're struggling with, there's a few of them that I'm thinking at the same time, they're struggling with like really being in this nourishing relationship with their body. And so the, you know, it's gaining weight, but it's even at the, when we kind of like pick into the nitty gritty of that, it's getting to a place of really wanting to, nourish their body and really take care of their body and feed their body so that their brain is super productive so that they're feeling energized and present and grounded in their body and in you know when we're in a stress place we're we actually lose our appetite some people eat when they're stressed because they're just using food to get dopamine hits but when we're stressed, our appetite, our digestive function actually goes down our, because we're like in a fight or flight state. And so our energy is not in our digestive tract. And so getting out of a stress state and is actually what helps our appetite come back. There's a couple other components to getting our appetite back with like spices, fermented foods. There's a few places that we can work with physically, but emotionally getting out of that stress state will help get our energy back into our gut, into our digestive tract so that that appetite comes back and then our body's actually able to receive food that then helps feed and nourish our body and our brain and helps us gain weight to get to a place where our body feels not starved or depleted, where it feels actually like energized and present and strong. Now, one another like one of the most common things that i talked about with my clients in the very first call before we set the measurable goal is i want to feel more energized and less exhausted it's kind of one of those broad vague ones but it is something that happens along the journey of learning how to manage stress because stress leaves us really exhausted at the end of the day and then often we're exhausted we're like watching tv eating pizza and you know eating ice cream at night to deal with the stress and just feel better at the end of the day because you just push so hard and you're undernourished so that like further kind of depletes us and drains us so what we do is we work on okay well what are the how do we connect the dots how do we find out the ways 
that you take care of yourself through the day so that you can feel more energized throughout the day, less exhausted at night. So you don't need those coping mechanisms that just make you feel further tired that then you have to sleep more to recover more and then you wake up more groggy. And so it's really connecting the dots and slowly making these incremental changes so that you get to a place where you're regularly choosing things that energize you and managing stress so that you're not exhausted. So it's a vague one, but it's something that all my clients actually experience is feeling more energized and less exhausted. It's kind of actually one of the easier measurable goals because it's like, it's honestly like a no brainer going through my program. Like everybody feels actually oftentimes surprisingly energized and less exhausted. Like you literally get time back. Like you get more time in your day. It's like you need less sleep. And if you're having sleeping problems, you're sleeping better. It's, it's just this incredible cycle of gaining more energy. It's really, yeah. And all my clients get that. And I talked about um, preventing cancer. And I, and I know that cancer is, it's a really big one for a lot of us. I think all of us know someone with cancer. And I was just recently talking to this mom who their family has made some really drastic food changes and I was like, and I was just really curious why. <clears throat> and her reason was because she watched her father-in-law have a stroke and she, her whole family was just basically petrified of, of <clears throat> disease, of like losing our health. You know, we've, we've <clears throat> I watched my grandma die with Alzheimer's. It was, it was, it's one of my big motivators to invest in my health because, and it, it's hard to actually measure preventing disease or preventing cancer because how do we actually know that we prevent it, right? And there is a, there are actionable things that we can do in our life starting today and throughout all of our years, our weeks and our days to actually prevent disease. Like underneath disease is inflammation. When our bodies are inflamed, then we have <clears throat> way more likelihood of disease or cancer. And so really looking at, okay, well, what are the habits that create inflammation, that create imbalance? Stress causes inflammation, <clears throat> sugars cause inflammation. So what can we do to lower inflammation? When we lower inflammation in our body, like Alzheimer's has a lot to do with inflammation in the brain or heart disease has a lot to do with inflammation in the arteries. So what kind of, I like to think about it, like I have a video called the, all of the inflammatory causes and what we can do to actually reduce that inflammation. How do we reduce inflammation? We figure out ways to manage our stress internally without using coping mechanisms. This is what I walk all my clients through. And then we find the foods that support our body that nourish our body and we really question and we look at the foods that cause inflammation and we feel how it feels in our body to have those inflame like those inflammatory foods in our brains like when we are eating less inflammatory foods we have clearer brains like our symptoms start to clear up when we lower inflammatory foods in our diet don't have to necessarily remove them all, but generally throughout the process, people become just less and less, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it to have foods that create like flare up symptoms and make us feel off and create inflammation. So 
even though it's pretty difficult to measure preventing disease, it is a bedrock of my program. For me, I know it's like to not have my health. So for me, it's like, and I also have watched people in my family die of cancer and Alzheimer's. And so there are very simple things, ways that we can live our life. That is what my food and Moon program is based on that does prevent disease even though it, and, and cancer, even though it's hard to measure. There's a lot of research and science coming out about how to, how to do this. How do, what are the lifestyle habits? What are the diet and stress pieces that lower our risk of disease and cancer? Another measurable goal, ooh, this video is also getting really long. <laughs> Another measurable goal that a lot of my client, that one of my, one specific client, but I love her words. And so clients, a lot of clients have this same measurable goal, but she just had such a beautiful way of saying it. She's like, I want to have a rudder. I want to feel grounded and clear. And so sometimes my clients come in with just really wanting this emotional state. Like I want to be decisive. I want to not second guess myself. I want to trust my gut instinct. I want to show up less reactive. I want to create this state of grounded presence. And guess what? That's what we do. We work on, okay, well, what's going on? What are your default ways of showing up what are your default habits and then how do we actually create habits and intentional responses to create this state of grounded clear confident this actual these and these are you know it, we could argue about how measurable are these but i will tell you that after my my clients go through my program they are raving about how different they feel and how people in their life notice how they are showing up so differently one of my clients was this wasn't even she her main thing was to work on her weight but what she got to was that she used to like really get really frustrated and explosive. And she was like, I now no longer like explode at her employees, explode at her family members. She's like, oh my gosh, I now have this whole different emotional toolkit where I get to show up way more grounded, way more, way less reactive. That was one of her biggest things. I, so, some of my clients come in really wanting to work on sugar because they just feel super out of control and they feel addicted to sugar. This is something I see a lot of people really struggling with and it's one of the easier things to deal with is really understanding why do we crave sugar? And so some people just feel like absolutely out of control. They're like, I can't control myself. Wherever I go, I just like have to eat sugar. I really wanna get a hold on myself. I really wanna control myself. I want to lower my inflammation. Sometimes they're often like, they know what it, how it affects their health, but they just can't deal with, they just can't, they just feel totally out of control with sugar, which is actually something that is in my past also, my early 20s. I could not talk to you if there was cake in the room and there was frosting on the cake. All I could, my brain would think about was the cake. So through my program, we go through how to actually internally manage those urges, that like intense desire for 
the sugar. We learn how to like actually feel them like Pavlov's dogs instead of responding to them and change that neural pathway and really like feel the difference on what it feels like to not have sugar in their life and be able to manage those urges and be able to choose when they want to have them and when they don't want to have them. And really it's creating an entirely new relationship, both with their feelings, those urges, as well as the actual like sugar. So there's a few components. We generally always have to go through like the social component because sugar is just such a socially like normal thing to offer and to consume and to, you know, have to, have to figure out how to navigate those dynamics. So I walk my clients through how do we navigate, give them tools for navigating their internal urges, how do we navigate the social situations and really create that relationship that they want with sugar so they're not feeling so out of control where they're feeling really empowered, really clear, really grounded, really in relationship to themselves in a way that's like the sugar is not overpowering them. Now, so oftentimes another measurable goal I get is creating a new relationship with themselves. So my clients are coming in and they're like, I really want to like feel more confident. I want to feel more empowered. I want to trust myself. I want to trust my gut. I want to stop second guessing myself. I want to stop people pleasing. I want to stand up for myself. I want to... Really, ultimately, how I would summarize these types of measurable goals is really create a relationship with themselves that they're wanting. And oftentimes these come down to like looking at childhood patterns of how we, like how we, the how we get there is like, okay, well, what does it look and feel like for you that you want to create? And now what are the kind of the unconscious beliefs in your brain? And how did you survive as a child? What are, what kind of, how did you adapt? And how are those not serving you anymore? And let's practice in these dynamics of you getting to a place where you are showing up how you want to show up, which is ultimately creating that confidence, that empowerment. Oftentimes they have, <clears throat> there's a victim piece to it where they're feeling like out of control and they're feeling kind of in this place of victim that things are just, they're just having to bounce around to whatever life is happening or what other people are wanting or asking of them and really getting them connected to their core so that they're, they could still do things that want that other people want them to do, but they're doing it from a place of like, okay, I don't really want that, but I want to do that because I want to do that for you. And they get to a different place in just making decisions internally, really. And a lot of it has to do, a lot of the journey here comes down to like, what is it that you want? And really connecting, reconnecting often to that want internally. Okay, I'm getting to the end here. Um, another measurable goal that I love and that not all my clients touch into, but it's just such an empower, it's, it's often goes in with the disease or when people are having a lot of symptoms, like is really creating a stronger immune system. And so 70% of our immune system is in our gut. And so when we take care of our gut health, then our immune system gets stronger. So a lot of my clients are like, you know, I, I noticed recently in these last few years that I'm just like getting sick way more often. And when I get sick, I'm way more sick. And they're like, I want a stronger immune system. I wanna, I wanna when I get sick to be less sick and I want to get sick less often. And so really working, what we do through that measurable goal is we figure, okay, well, how are we, how do we take care of your gut health and get your gut back to a resilient place where your immune system is naturally strong? Totally doable. 
is yeah it's it, it, it works it's like the foods we eat are can be medicine or they can be they can lower our immunity another measurable goal is skin stuff so some people have eczema actually i have eczema in my background some people have just like skin that they're just, they're just like they're not happy with their skin and so they're wanting their skin to look better and I, I i like to think about our skin as just a reflection of what's going on internally and so same thing figuring out okay how do we lower the physiological stress how do we focus on foods that nourish you and that don't accumulate toxins like our skin is our one of our biggest detox organs so when our skin is reactive and red and has dermatitis and eczema and acne it has a lot to do with our internal state so how do we get your gut health back to a strong place so that your skin naturally clears up and it doesn't need the all of the skin products to kind of put band-aids on but instead how do we get your insides healthier so that your skin shows health I've had a couple clients who had serious long-term skin stuff and were just absolutely thrilled at how simple it was to learn how to deal with their stress and to eat foods that nourish them and their skin totally cleared up. I it's it's one of the my main bedrock personal stories. I used I was covered in eczema when I was 2 years old and skin stuff is honestly a really easy one to clear up once we really understand how to manage stress and eat foods that nourish us from the inside. <clears throat> okay. Now the other the last one two two last ones i know this is a long video thanks for sticking with me and this is only a handful of immeasurable goals so these are all possible these are what my clients accomplish and what they set out to accomplish and what they actually accomplish through my program through my food moon program the last two ones i want to touch on are listen how to li learn how to listen to their gut so this has to do with rekindling, like when we feel not connected to our insides and our gut and our inner wisdom, we often feel a little lost and a little ungrounded. And so using my program to really refoster our own body expert and to really tune back into our body. Now, we have all have a lot of innate wisdom a lot of us are just we were first taught as kids not to listen to it and then we're also on all of these foods that are designed to kind of disrupt our like they're made to be addictive they're made to make us have cravings you can't eat just one and so there's a there's a couple parts to it one is actually kind of getting off processed foods and really going through my food reset so that you have um a new voice inside of you to listen to as opposed to like my, my daughter like she likes to say you know my brain really wants it my body says no and so really differentiating between what part of you is actually saying what it's one of the things I teach in my program so actually really learning how to listen to your core and your gut and knowing like what your body is wanting once you once you get off of the processed foods so that's that's a honestly really easy um, measurable goal to get to like how do I listen to my gut and it's just it's gonna last you for life to know how to listen to your gut to listen to your inner core the last one I'm going to touch on is anxiety and depression a lot of my clients in fact I think 70% of Americans struggle with anxiety and or depression and so it's something that I 
a couple clients come in with that as their main goal, but often it's part of what it's kind of part of the package of what people are working on. Part of the part of the measurable goal, part of the journey of like, okay, well, how do I listen to my gut? You know, part of it is like, how do I I have all this anxiety? It's all I can feel and hear is this anxiety. I can't even like where I don't even know where my gut is. So getting learning how to deal with anxiety and depression is one of the factors of my program and it's two parts it's learning where the emotional side of anxiety and depression come from which is our relationship to our emotions and our our internal state but then also what foods make us feel anxious and depressed there's like the physiological component and then there's like the emotional mental component and so really using my program to get from, okay, how do I figure out how to deal with my emotions internally? And then how do I figure out to eat foods that are nourishing as opposed to dysregulating? And so there's really two angles to get from knowing how to really get to the root cause of what's causing anxiety and depression. There, I would say there might be some outliers with maybe clinical states, um, but I still would even say for even these people that still doing the emotional, mental, and the food work is still gonna like drastically affect their states of anxiety and depression. So this is just off the cuff, <laughs> all of the measurable goals and the potential New Year's resolutions for you that you can Think about and reflect and what is it that you want for yourself for this next year? What is it that you want for 2024? And I've got a program for you that can totally walk you through this. I have, this is what I do with my clients. These are the goals that they set and the program that they go through and the results that they get, the, the, the changes in their mental, emotional, and physical states that are totally accessible for you too. So sign up for my program. I got two options. You can work with me one-on-one, -on -one, get my full undivided attention. You can sign up for my program. We can make these changes together. Both are incredible. You can't lose. And if you're thinking that you want some reasons, if you're, go back and listen to my last week's video where I really talk about the 12 reasons of why signing up for my program might be exactly what you're looking for. Okay, I'll see you next week. Happy New Year's and love.